and turn to the book of Exodus chapter 15. We are going through the life of Moses here as we journey along. Last week we come through the Red Sea and hallelujah at that moment when they came across the Red Sea and trusted God for the for the Red Sea miracle and so God's part of the Red Sea. They came out, they walked across on dry ground and God conquered their enemies. And as they got across the other side of the Red Sea and there they are standing there and watched the water close on Pharaoh and his army. Man, what a can you imagine that victory that day? Can you imagine the shouting that took place when that water came down on Pharaoh and all of his army and all of his chariots? And man, what a victory that day it was. You know, and to be honest with you, we've had victories like that. Every person in this room, you've had a victory. You've seen God work, you've seen God answer prayer, and then you've seen God conquer the enemy. You know what? And here we are. Now, the next chapter. It's the song of Moses. Moses sings a song. I don't know how Moses sounded or anything, but can you imagine the millions of Jews that they got this song and they started singing? Let's, let's read. We're going to read a pretty good lengthy bit of scripture here just because it is this chapter. This, most of it is the, is, uh, the song here. So we're going to read a pretty good bit of scripture here. So let's begin reading verse number one. The Bible says, Then sang Moses, Hand the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Now, man, that's exciting, huh? Uh, verse number two, the Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation, my Father's God. And I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea, and, and his captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellence, excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sinnest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with, thy, with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together, and the flood stood upright, as a heap and the depths were concealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them, and I will draw my sword, and my hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow with thine hand, the sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. I see a common theme in this text. I'm sorry, Exodus 15. Exodus 15, I'm sorry. Everybody's looking for their chapter, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Exodus 15. 
I see a common theme in the first nine verses. We'll pick up in verse number 10 and continue to read. But these, this song is about how God brought them through. God conquered them, dashed and killed the enemy. The Lord is the man of war. And, and, and just, just singing about how good God took care of them. Verse 10. Thou didst blow with the wind, thy wind, the sea covered them, they sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like thee unto the who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Who is it? Who is it that's like him? Thou stretched out thy that stretchest out thy hand, thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of uh, Palestine. Palestine, uh, Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab trembling shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness of thine arm, shall be as still as a stone. Tell thy people, pass over, O Lord. Tell, thy, tell the people, pass over, which thou hast purchased. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance in thy place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thou hast have established, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariots. And with the horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. That's a long song, wouldn't you say? But as you look at this, this is a song of, of redemption, a song of, of, of victory, and uh, these people are beginning to sing this song. But as you look at the first couple verses, as we look at this, just kind of as we look at the text, who's the author? Now, a lot of people, I would say that Moses is probably the author of this song. But to, to say that definitively, there's no way for any one of us to say that it was a specific person. But I would venture to say that it was Moses. You say, why? Because he was the leader. Uh, then the Bible also tells us, and, and Moses helped compile the first five books of the New Test, or five books of five books of the Old Testament. Wrote the wrote the Ten Commandments, uh, and and also to have written, I believe, Psalms chapter ninety. Well, Moses worked, and God allowed him to have be able to write beautiful words and place them the right way for them to sing this song. How great it is to allow or have Moses to have allowed God to help him write this song. Not only do we see of the author, but the, how, it's an antique. You say, what do you mean it's an antique? I want you to think about this for just a moment. This is the first song written in the Bible. So how old is this song? It's an old song. 
What we need to do is put words, uh, put some music to it. (laughs) But I'm going to say this, and I, I really mean this. This song is an antique song, but it's not a bad song. It's a good song. And the other thing is, you know, some of the newer stuff that comes out today is is words and songs that don't mean anything. It's just what 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 I heard heard I've heard preachers say. There's seven eleven songs. There's uh, there's there's seven words and sung eleven times. You know, uh, songs that just have no depth. There's no depth to them. They're they're two miles wide and and two inches deep. You know, just no depth to the song. No doctrine in the song. Now you look at this song. This song was given to the children of Israel by God. And you can see the doctrine in here. The Lord is my God. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is this. The doctrine, the, 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 the victory in this song. It's important, Christian, that we celebrate our victory. Not only do you see that it's a song, but I feel like it's almost like a bit of poetry, a little bit, a poem written as well. As he, as he reads this, as he writes this, God is using him so that we can look back at this and see how God conquered the enemy. But I will say this, is that one day God will conquer the enemy. You know, when we lose a battle against Satan, it's not over. Because the battle can be won. And I know, I've read the last chapter, I know what happens to Satan. Satan gets the last. Satan doesn't get the last word. You know, we cast him into hell. But I'm thankful for that because of one day I'll grab a hold of that chain. I feel like I'm going to have a hold of that chain when we get to throw Satan into hell. You say, how? He say, I don't know that to be sure, but I want to have a hold of that chain, don't you? How many lives he's destroyed, how many people he took to hell, and how many people he deceived. But this is the conquering of the enemy of Pharaoh. And God's children get to rejoice. And we'll see because we'll study the next little bit, but it doesn't take long. And they begin to murmur. And they begin to complain about what happens next. And Christian, too many times, that's us. Where we've seen God do a great victory, and just a moment later, we're, we're fussing and fighting because God didn't do it, you know. But I want you to look at this. In verse number 20, so we see the author, we see how uh, antique or old song and Number verse number 20, look at this. And, and Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with the timbrels, with dances, and Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of sure, there went three days in the wilderness and found no water. But what, what takes place here? Is you know what they were doing? So we see they come across. We see the author. We see the song. We see this. Uh, we see the, 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 how old the song is. But then we see them, them simply praising the Lord. And you say, what do you mean? Look in verse number 20. He says, he said, Miriam and, uh, and the sister of Aaron... All the women went out with her timbrels and dances, and Miriam answered them, Sing ye unto the Lord. Why? Why am I going to sing unto the Lord? 
For he, yeah, forgiving praise, but he had triumphed over our enemy. You know what? This morning we sang, uh, Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. What does that song mean to a lost person? Nothing. What does it mean to you? I'm saved. I've had victory. I've seen God move. I've seen him close the water on the Red Sea when we crossed over and it killed all of them. Let us sing unto the Lord and praise him because he has conquered Many things in my life. Why can we gather together on a Sunday or on a Wednesday or maybe at your house and you get to listen to a good song and you can get to sing him and rejoice and praise the Lord because of what he has done for you. Why? Because I've seen him work. I've seen him answer prayer. I've seen him shut the Red Sea on the, on, on the chariots. I've seen it happen. So they get to the other side and they begin to sing. And they begin to praise God because of how he was triumphant. You know, you know one day he was triumphant? You know one day specifically he was triumphant? When God saved me. Why? Why would God choose to save me? Why? You love us. I didn't love him. I rejected him and rejected him and rejected him and refused the Holy Ghost, and ran from the conviction of the Lord. Why would God, hey, I can sing unto him today because he was triumphant and won my soul. And you say, well, I don't have anything else to praise him for. You can praise him for being triumphant on your salvation day. But I would say, that there's been more triumph in your life than just that. I've seen God win some good war, good, good battles in my life. I've seen God move. So I ask you this. 
Are you singing? You can always tell who sings in church. People that love the Lord. People that don't love the Lord, man, they're back there going, what in the world am I getting myself into? Sing unto the Lord. Why? Because of what he's done for me. How can I sing? Oh, how I love Jesus if I don't. How can I sing? Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. If he's not my Savior and I've never had victory. That's right. You can't sing it. I'll still cling to the old rugged cross. How can you sing that song if you've never been to the cross? How can you sing nothing but the blood of Jesus if you've never had it applied to your life? You can't. What I'm saying is, you and I have something to sing about today. I don't know what it is. I, have, I can sing about my salvation. I can sing about the victories that God's given me through my life, watching God work. We prayed and we've been praying since the birth of Alyssa Stevix. Alyssa, we've been praying since you were born that you would bow your head and trust Christ. Amen. Last summer at church camp, she bowed her head and trusted Christ. You know what that was? Amen. That was triumph. Amen. Exactly. A kick in the devil's eye. Every time a sinner bows her head, it's a kick in the devil's eye. Oh, to God that we would have more. Oh, to God that we would see more folks get saved. And have that triumph. And have that triumph. But you look. He says, let's praise the Lord. Hey, these ladies are praising the Lord. These ladies are praising the Lord. We see the author. We see the the antique, but then we see them praising the Lord because of how he has overthrown, overthrown them. I'm going to close with this and I'll, I'll be done. Verse number two, he says, the Lord is my strength. And what? Song and salvation. But he's our song. He's the reason... I sing. He's my song. He's my salvation. He is my God. Is he yours? Is he your is he your strength? Is he your song? Is he your salvation? Is he that? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today. Thank you for everyone that's here tonight. I pray that you've used me in spite of